You're listening to The Big Interview Show. That's right. You are listening to the big interview show right here on WCCR 94.5, The Crossroads, the season finale of the big interview show. Glad to be joined today by the much celebrated interviewer, the host with the most, and my friend, Jonathan Lawson. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's totally my pleasure to have you here. I know it's been a long time since you've been on the radio. I, I, don't, think I've, I don't think I've been in this room in probably seven years. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I guess since senior year. Yeah, uh, the summer that that we got the radio station, I DJed that summer before I worked as a, a GA in the cab office. Okay. I can tell you that the musical collection has grown tremendously yeah. <laughs> in that time. And the cool stuff on the walls, too. Yeah, yeah, it's great in here. Yeah, It looks a lot like Dr. Simmel's office, actually. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think not. Uh, Jonathan Lawson is, is here to uh, mostly uh, talk about uh, his work uh, with Whitley County Insight, the, the YouTube channel. Who's, he's, I guess, the, the face behind that, the host, the producer, and many other things. And so we'll mostly talk about that, Jonathan, but uh, we'll probably reminisce about uh, our college days as well. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, though, uh, to, to the listeners. Uh, let them know who you are and where you're from. Well, of course, my name is Jonathan Moss, and you covered that. Yes. I grew up here in Williamsburg, south end of the county, in, in a holler, basically, called Mud Creek. I grew up on land there that, that my great-grandfather bought, so we've had it probably huh. 80, 90 years. So I grew up there. I went to Willow County High School, uh, did my undergrad here at Cumberland, and then uh, just a year ago, I finished my master's degree here at Cumberland in their online program as well. Uh, Why did you get your master's degree in? I'm just curious. This is probably going to surprise some people since I, since I did my interviewing here and I did communications. Uh, elementary education. Wow. Cool. I took five years after I did my undergrad to, to decide what I wanted to do. The communication thing didn't really go where I wanted it to go, as sometimes happens in life. Mm -hmm. And I realized probably my whole childhood I wanted to be a teacher so I decided to revisit that took some time think about it applied to get in the program I got in and I really think I, it was the best choice actually now now that I finished my student teaching I love it yeah I work as a sub during the school year hopefully I'll get a full-time teaching job yeah probably if not this year but coming up in the, the following school year but I I love it. Teaching is so much fun. And it's not that different from interviewing, surprisingly enough. Because you're still in front of people and still trying to get them to engage. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's about the same, actually. It feels the same to me. And a good... Oh, I know that's important yeah, for you. To have a the good, same like feeling a good interview. Yeah, sorry to talk over you. No. <laughs> a good interview, like it, when you're doing it and you're asking good questions and you're getting good answers, like that feels really good. And when you are in front of, of kids and you're teaching a lesson and, and, and they're engaged and you can tell that they're getting it, that feels really good. So it's, it's about the same to me. Cool. Cool. I had no idea. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, take me back, though. Take me back to okay. uh, yeah, kind of some of your first interviews and, and tell me how you got interested in interviewing in the first place. Well, let's we'll probably go all the way back to my freshman year of high school. I Coming into my freshman year of high school, I was probably so shy 
no confidence <laughs> at all, like none. And my cousin, Shelly, who is a year older than me, she, her freshman year, got in junior ROTC. So she was like, well, why don't you take this in third period and we'll be in there together? So I, I took that. And I was in that all four years, and I really, that program is where I got my confidence from, I would have to say 100%. Mm. It's, it's the first time uh, that I set a goal for myself and achieved it, and we'll talk more about that if you want. But uh, to answer your question directly, the media show I did my senior year, and that's a class a class that everybody wants in, like yearbook and news, you know. Yeah, that's those, one of the cool classes. Yeah. So I took it, and I was so nervous. I actually uh, asked to get it my junior year. And I and I got it, but I was like, I'm not gonna fit in. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna do well. So I try, So I decided not to take it. And then I, I was like, my senior year is like, I'll do it. And and you're in these groups, and you basically just walk around the hallways and do interviews based on the topic that you pick. And I just the first couple of times I did interviews, and it probably was. I don't even know what it would be about the football game coming up or your favorite song. I mean, nothing. I mean, well, nobody's crying on the media, you know. <laughs> but it was really fun. And I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of good at this. And then my classmates were like, you're really kind of good at this. And, and it, after a Great. whole year, I was like, I probably could do this. So you kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. And that was probably like 2001 or something. Like yeah, that, right? 2000, 2001. Wow. So long ago. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, uh, you are obviously, obviously, you know that you are the, the uh, host behind uh, both of the programs uh, that are available on Whitley County Insight, that YouTube channel. Uh, that includes uh, Whitley County Culture and 428 Maine. So you're still, even though that's not your full-time job, you're still kind of getting to, to go interview interesting people. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I know that's something that's that's uh, probably really fulfilling to, to be able to get kind of back into that mm -hmm. uh, after a little while. How did you... Um, get started with with uh with the county inside well i had done a very short-lived web series for university of the cumberlands which, which i am were on very familiar with the the premiere episode and thank you for doing that by the hey, way it's my pleasure i remember in cumberlands that we did and it was a, it was a lot of fun and it didn't really, didn't really take a lot of work mm -hmm. and and you know and that's probably you work as a professor here but you do the radio because probably something that you love to right, do right and when you love to do things like radio and television interview, that doesn't really come around a lot. So if you don't, so there's not a lot of opportunity to do that. You know, if you like to act, you can try to find a play somewhere to audition for. But there's not really a lot of opportunity to do television mm -hmm. interviews or radio or whatever. So I was, so after doing Remembering Cumberlands, I missed it even more because I hadn't done an interview in front of a camera since I left Cumberland as a, an undergraduate student. And I was like, what if we, what if I did that for the community? Because that would, that would really open things up. Whitley County, when we make the news, is usually not very not positive. Not a very positive story. Not that yeah. news it's, is usually very positive, but. But especially uh, negative press. Yeah. Somebody got arrested, something like that. Yeah. It's usually what puts us on the news. All the time. Or, you know, a restaurant with, with the deer in the back, you know. But, um, mm. <laughs> so I was like, that would be cool to do. And then I was like, but I, I definitely am going to have to get some help somewhere because I don't have any equipment. And you don't want to just be a one-man show setting up a, you know, a YouTube channel doing right. interviews because what's the fun in that? I was like, Melissa Bond would probably be a good person to talk to because she ha does really good, great things down with the uh, extension office here yeah. on Main Street. For with, the, with Whitley County Fine Arts. She was actually with, on uh, just, just recently. So. Yeah. Um, 
and she thought it was a really good idea. And then I was like, you know, and Amber Owens has just moved back to the area, and she works works in the courthouse, and she, I know, I knew from Channel 19, so I was like, I'll right. ask her if she wants to be involved, because, again, I don't want to do it by myself. So I talked to her, and we met probably back in, in January or February okay. of this year, uh, and just kind of got the ball rolling, and we're still in the very early stages. That launched, uh, I guess, back in May, at least, uh, as a channel and as a Facebook page, is that right? Yes. And... Um, We'll, we'll jump back um, in, in just a minute, but uh, what's uh, what's uh, ultimately the the goal uh, of the channel? You mentioned obviously you're covering local things, but what are you trying to do with it? Well, at first, when we kind of get going and we get more videos up, we just want it to be a way for people to because people are always on Facebook, right? You know, if you air something on a channel, if they're not, if it's on at five and nobody watches it at five, then you may not. It's gone. You know. Yeah. But if you can post something to Facebook and people see it on their own time, on their live feed, depending on how many people they're friends with and that kind of thing, then yeah. they can just see it at, at their leisure. So it'll be a good way just to let people know what's going on. Eventually, in, in the next year or so, I would like for it to, to become I guess, prestigious is the only word that comes to mind. Go with uh, it. Yeah, people. Yeah, because <laughs> I, think, I think it could be. Uh, people that, that want to do something in the area that have something going on or maybe people even running for elections can come on and do a 10 minute show with us and that's going to be out there for people to see on facebook eventually i want people high profile people or just anybody that you know even if you have a yard sale coming up whatever that you yeah. want to be on whitley county insight so that people can see what's going on and and uh that way it could be, you know, kind of a destination for people to go for things that are local and, and um, you know, uh, whatever whatever aspect of local culture you might want to cover, I think it's it's good to have a nice kind of go-to place on YouTube that's going to be there that, that necessarily don't have to turn in or tune in at a certain time on a certain day to catch it. It's just going to be there, like you said, when you want to watch it. Uh, and I know that uh, just just coincidence, we didn't we didn't plan it, but we've had a lot of the same guests uh, over the course of the summer. Uh, and that's, I think, uh, in some ways, uh, the goal that you have of, of just kind of highlighting interesting local people's kind of the same goal I've had with this show. It's, so it's kind of been fun to see kind of uh, how I can kind of cross promote what you're doing. Well, I saw that you were doing stuff with the Wildwood Theater, and I told Amber Owens, I was like, I think Jeremiah Massengill is going to be our competition, uh, which is really kind of fun. Right, I really right. like that, that it ended up being that. Because, I mean, but at the same time, this is obviously audio, and you've got audio video. So yeah. different formats. Yeah. Um, uh, you I love got, it. you got two it. different channels. Uh, one of those, I think, is a little bit more of a long-form interview than the other one. Um, can you tell me about uh, how you decided to have kind of two different shows within? Yeah, and I'll tell you that we may be changing that soon just because I don't know that it that it really caught on that we're doing two different shows. I was, I was initially confused. I thought, yeah. did, did 428 Main get canceled because it only had the one show? I know. Well, it's, the thing with three people is our schedules are so different, uh, and that's something that we're working out. But originally, 428 Main, we wanted it to be kind of uh, just people sitting on a couch, f the four of us, you know, the three of us and whoever our guest is, just talking about current events, stuff that's coming up that week, and then Whitley County culture. 
originally we wanted it to be things that that are somewhat timeless things that that are going on that you can just go on youtube and watch anytime and it's still going to be relevant a week from you know it's not based on a certain event Mm -hmm. now i kind of broke that rule (laughs) when when i interviewed the actors for the the shaking tree but it just seemed like a a really cool play and i wanted to go ahead and do it and i didn't want to do more 428 main interviews without melissa and amber because then it really does look like i I'm the, the one-man show. Yeah, doing it solo. <laughs> um, those those early shows, uh, you mentioned uh, the cast members, I think three people. Uh, you talked to them, and also uh, Rebecca Parton, who uh, directed uh, The Shaking Tree from the Wildwood Theater, and obviously Melissa Vaughn. Um, what was it like filming and making those early shows and saying, we're going to do this show that's going to be on YouTube that's new? Obviously, Melissa's on board, uh, but, but what were those early shows like uh, earlier this summer? Well... My television background, it comes from Channel 19 right here on campus. Um, And that is all set up. Like, you can do it live to tape. The cameras are all set set up. Teleprompter. Like, you really have to do Mm -hmm. very little to set up, at least when I was here, to get ready for those. When you are just shooting on the fly, you have to do all the editing. That first show that I did with Melissa was one camera, which anybody with the background in television will drive them nuts because there's nothing to switch out. It's one stagnant shot. That gets boring very quick. So the second one that I did with, with Rebecca Parton, I literally used uh, a camera that we had borrowed from uh, UK through, through Melissa's office mm-hmm. and a flip, an old first-generation flip that I nice. literally set on a table to do a one-shot of Rebecca. So then, and that went like 20 minutes. So now I've got 20 minutes from a video camera, 20 minutes from a flip. So that's 40 minutes that I have to cut back and forth. And it was so annoying. Now, when I did the interview with the actors, the camera that we'd borrowed, we no longer Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. I literally shot that on my off, on my iPhone. I bought an adapter for a tripod. It was so hot. And they were so gracious to sit in that sun because I wanted to sit in front of that tree because that tree was so impressive. I know. It was beautiful. Uh, I was so impressed by that thing. Uh, But I wanted to do it in front of the tree, and it was so hot. We were dripping sweat, and that's why it was kind of a shorter interview. And my iPhone actually overheated. Like Rebecca Parton, I volunteered to do just to hit record and and (laughs) step on the camera. And she said, I don't know what this message is. I don't know what's happening. And it literally said, this phone is hot, and I'm not recording anything else. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I remember seeing that on, on, I guess, my Facebook feed, that it's like, camera overheated, we're going to see what happens. Um, And and it it did record, which is good. and you also have to deal with, uh, I guess, at, at least uh, for f- for the the Shaking Tree cast members, you're, you're also shooting on location, which which has its own uh, problems. Where did you you film the one uh, the interview with Rebecca? I was just curious. Uh, we did that at the Fine Arts office. Okay, uh, that space down there is huge, mm-hmm. and I mean the limitations i mean there really aren't any that we did on the stage uh we did some test shows that that we never that we never put up but hopefully we'll get back in that main room with the windows as the background and it looks awesome so hopefully we'll do some some more taping there and get those up because that's a really good space to record in you know and that is a good space and and i would just pause real quick and say if you haven't been downtown to the the fine arts office go check it out some some really cool artwork still up uh and uh, a surprising space um for, yeah, for sure. and just a plug for Melissa. Look, they are constantly doing uh, workshops and things there in the evening. Uh, they do one of the farmer's markets down there. Uh, at the very least, go and like uh, Willow County Fine Arts on Facebook, and she always posts things that they do. If you're looking for stuff to do in the evening, 
that is a go-to place down there at the Fun Arts Center. Yeah, and it's all free of charge, too. Yes. Yeah, so that's good, too. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here on the big interview show. You're listening to WCCR 94.5 The Crossroads. We'll be back in one minute. That's right. You are listening to the big interview show here at 94.5 The Crossroads, joined by Jonathan Lawson of Whitley County Insight. And we've talked about his YouTube channel, talked a little bit about the past. We'll talk more about the past in a few minutes. But right now, let's talk about the present and the future, specifically related to Whitley County Insight. I heard you got some some new things coming. Yeah, we have. We're going to try some new technologies. I was sitting around because we were talking about the issue with editing 40 minutes of video into 20 minutes and just mm -hmm. going back and forth and how long that takes. And that commercial that was out a couple of years ago, there's an app for that. Yeah. So I was I was just sitting around a couple of weeks ago and I was like, there has there has got to be an app that will let you do live camera switching. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that there are a couple <laughs> of apps for that. Of course. Uh, and it's going to be really cool. We haven't tried it yet, but from from what I can tell, you just it, it'll operate on a is everybody has to be on the same Wi-Fi. You got to have a couple of iPhones and you real and you literally can just switch back and forth on one of the devices like just a switch. Just like a director would at yeah. a TV station. And, and we're going to try that out. I'm I'm really excited about the possibilities that that that's going to bring. <laughs> Cuz then then you can pretty much record it live and and have those different takes and different shots and editing will be much simpler hopefully for you yeah just you know seven eight years ago the stuff that we had to do inside yeah. of a studio the fact that you can do it on your phone and an app is just it's amazing that makes me sound like about 85 <laughs> talking about you know walking barefoot in the snow i feel the same way though like I'll, I'll stand up in front of a class or something and talk about how your phone can do more than a computer can do when i was in high school and it's like oh I sound like a crazy yeah, old man. Yeah, when I was in college, I had a flip phone, and the only feature it did was go on vibrate, which I still got in trouble one day in a class, which... <laughs> different, different topic, different day. Um, but you got some, some, some future plans. Uh, Facebook told me that uh, you guys had a really exciting production meeting, uh, I guess, yeah. a week or two ago. Well, we're going to, and we're thinking about, and I don't want to say for sure, but, but we are thinking about just streaming those two different concepts into one into one show uh, in that way. And it'll be more of a just uh, me and Amber, Melissa, uh, and our guests just sitting around talking. Uh, we don't want to do it over 10 minutes because we learned through Remembering Cumberlands, if it's really a video on YouTube longer than 10 minutes, you can reach a lot of people, but nobody is going to sit for 40 minutes and watch a video on YouTube. Especially if they're hitting play on Facebook. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I think, you know, 
back in, in the early days of YouTube, here we sound like an old man again. Uh, it was it was just you had that ten minute limit, and I think that was probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, even though you can put hours and hours of things, I think up to yeah. ten hours or something now on YouTube. That ten minute window was was something kind of magical. So so yeah. maybe that's that's a good idea after all. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that. Uh, I was going to ask you a little bit about is uh, you, you've been on the air so much uh, and in your college career and obviously you mentioned in high school and certainly a lot of different projects on YouTube since since your, your time at, at the University of the Cumberlands. Uh, how have you changed or, or progressed as an interviewer uh, over the years? Uh, especially if you, if you go back to those, those early high school interviews and, and maybe the first few times you were on camera here at UC. That is a really good question. Thank you. I think any time that you first start out, I was young, you know, in my teens, 18, 19. When I, I think I was 19 when I, we first started doing Patriot Talk, maybe 20. Uh, and really, at that time, I made it about me. Like, I had guests on just to have guests, but, I, you know, I was more concerned about the the brilliant questions that I would ask instead of the answer. And now that I'm older, it's it's always about the guests. It's always about the information that they have uh, to provide. My questions should be very short only to inhibit their informative answers, and that is really uh, all that an interviewer ever should do. You're focusing on the person that, that's on the show. Uh, unless you're Oprah, and then, you know, you can... You can do whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want. But then you can give away cars, too. So exactly. you don't mind. Um, we well, mentioned Patriot Talk, and, and let's go there. Uh, how did, uh, for, for our listeners that don't know, shame on you. Uh, there's a wonderful program <laughs> on Channel 19 uh, back in the, I'd say, mid-2000s is what I would call it, um, that featured uh, several different uh, students uh, as co-hosts uh, co of a, a kind of a talk show uh, based on um, just events and interesting people uh, here on campus. How did that show get started? Take me back to the early days of, of Patriot Talk, Mr. Lawson. All right. When I my freshman year, when I came here, they did two live news broadcasts a week. There was the Wednesday crew and the Friday crew. I think I was on the Wednesday crew. Um, and Deborah Atkins was running the station at the time, and I was like, you know, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we did something? Because who's really watching these? I mean, we worked really hard on them. But I knew that students probably weren't rushing back to their dorm rooms to watch the Channel 19 news at 5 Yeah, because there was just a half-hour newscast, and that yeah. was pretty much the original programming yeah. at the time. So I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we did, like, a talk show or something? So I talked to Deborah about it, and she... Deborah was a real stickler for... What would be the best word to use? She just really... I don't want to say control freak, because she... But she was real. Nice. No, not at all. And, and she was a, a great lady, but she definitely was worried about what was being put on the air, as somebody in her position should be. Right. So, you know, we're kids. She's an adult. And anything that we do, she's going to be responsible for. Absolutely. So she said, Why don't you put together a proposal and I'll look over it? And I was, Okay, fair enough. So I put together this proposal. I think it was like four or five pages. Originally, it was wow. called The AM Zone. Like we were going to get up at 7 o'clock and come <laughs> over here and do a live TV show. That wouldn't have happened. Uh, but she ended up, um, I don't know, I guess she found a different job. But she just moved away, and John Williams came in as the station manager. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the proposal, and he really liked it. And he said, well, if you can put together some shows. But he said, let's be realistic. Are you guys really going to come over here at 7 o'clock in the morning? I was like, no, we're not. So we ended up, uh, Jennifer Roberts, who was my first and original co-host, she came up with, with the name, really, Patriot Doc. And so 
we did we did four episodes, maybe it was three, back to back, just shot them live to tape. Okay. We came over here one night, uh, and we aired those. And then the next fall, he was like, you know, I think it looks really cool. If you guys want, you can start doing it live, which I never thought would happen. And that's yeah. and that's just how it how it came to be. Um, and so ultimately, the the Patriot Talk that I remember most had a, an assortment of characters that were on air talent, uh, in, including some people that mostly uh, were, were kind of on the scene doing interviews with, with students across campus too. Uh, who who all was on camera with, with Patriot Talk? Well, the first um, those first few episodes we did, and then probably that the first full year, which is my sophomore year. It was me and Jennifer Roberts, and then we added, um, we had Brenda McDaniel. She was a, a wrestler yeah. uh, from the, one of the New England states. I just and, remember she was always in the calf with a microphone asking yeah. those random questions. Come talk to me. Come she to really me. made Patriot Talk popular. Like yeah. that, that was all her. I can't even take credit for it. But John Williams suggested that, that she come on and do some stuff. Uh, and so we had her on, and then Michael Deaver, I don't know if you remember her, she was a, a non-traditional student, a little older, and she did not want to do it. But she was so fun. And I was like, Michael, you will be fine. And she was like, but I just, I don't know, that should be one, a younger person. And I, and, I, and I basically made her do it. And there's some of our best bloopers are from Michael Beaver. <laughs> uh, and then our last year, um, Michael decided not to be on air. And then uh, I brought in Courtney Hodges, who helped, yeah. and I admit, should have mentioned earlier, she helped me put the proposal together originally for the AM Zone. So it was just as much. Uh, and we were credited in, in the credits as co-creator so mm -hmm. it was it was fitting for her to come on and that was probably in my opinion the best year and then there was the year I worked as the GA and we had Hillary Baker and David Wynn on with me and Jennifer which which was a lot of fun yeah um I know that there, there are countless stories that go along with Patriot Talk um of those you can share here on the radio, uh, what are some of your fondest memories uh, during your time? Oh, anything that, that was going to make us laugh. Like, I'll give you two quick. Sure. Uh, the first one with Michael Deaver. When she first started coming on, we would just have her come on and, and basically do current events. This is what's coming up, like a community calendar. Mm -hmm. And it was a Halloween episode, I'm pretty sure, and she was dressed like a football player. And something <laughs> happened, and she got the giggle. So I'm, it's me and her. <laughs> and you're live. Yeah. Uh, it was me and her on the segment. She literally could not get a word out from laughing. So she finally said, here, and just handed me her cards. <laughs> and I had to read through the current event. And then there was another one. There are these platforms that we used to use, uh, I don't know, about four foot wide, and two of them, and we would have stools on them. And we literally, we were live episode, we were using these big bar stools that we had, and they're counting down. The floor manager is like five, four. When he gets to three, Brendan McDaniel's stool leg slips in between the crack of the two platforms and her stool literally sends her flying <laughs> now it does not show live on the air because like as as the one came down she's already on the floor but it's coming back to a one shot of me to introduce the segment and i cannot get a word out because <laughs> i just saw her laugh so it's just me in hysterics so they had to go right back to commercial <laughs> that's awesome and that's live tv though yeah you know and i so think fun. um um, probably learned a lot <laughs> during those days of, of live TV, but you know that's that's the fun thing about it is, is that anything could have happened and, and a lot yeah. of stuff did. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that the blooper reel. I remember uh, quite fondly, especially uh, the year that I was involved with, with Channel 19. Um, just that was one of the highlights of the end of the year is yeah. all gathering in the room with with John Williams and saying, "Let's watch all the mistakes." Yeah. Um, and those were so those were so good. Um, what. Uh, did you have, like, a favorite episode or favorite guest that comes to mind? 
Um, Let me ask that instead. We had a couple of characters that we would have on quite regularly. Uh, Stephen Reddy was a, a soccer player, and anytime he was on, it was going to be unpredictable, but it but it was always going to be fun. Uh, and we always tried to have him on once or twice a semester. Uh, we did a show. It was really informative. I think that I, I was a, a director on that show behind the scenes. Uh, Jennifer mm. Roberts planned it uh, that we covered with cancer. Mm. And we had Patrick Davini, who's who's also a basketball yeah. player, and, and he had lost, uh, I think, his father and his brother real close together. And it, it was a real powerful show. And I think that's one of the things that, that I just remember, you know, mostly I was just watching it, not so much involved. I occasionally ran a camera or something like that. Um, but it, it could really change from week to week. It wasn't like the wacky zany show every week, but it wasn't like the super serious, hard-hitting uh, kind of show. Um, it was it was a good balance of things. So kudos to you and everybody else Thank that you. was involved there. The really cool thing about Patriot Talk for being a public access channel, I mean, I'm not going to try to say that we were getting Nielsen ratings or anything like that, but for what it was, I think it, it was somewhat popular on campus. Uh, and that's because we tried to switch it up and do informative things, and also because we had Brendan McDaniel uh, doing interviews for students, because we discovered if students are going to do anything, they're going to watch themselves. Right, right. So we would right. have her do an interview, like a man on the street kind of thing, yeah. and, and people would tune in just to watch themselves. Yeah, because they say, hey, so-and-so was on the show. Let's watch it. And it really became, um, I, I feel weird saying this, because there, there were other quality programs on uh, on Channel 19 at the time, but a sincerely entertaining show run completely by college students. And I think, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, in, in the years that have passed, uh, since uh, since you, you finished that GA position, uh, not a lot of original programming uh, uh, coming out uh, that's really student-led. Yeah. Uh, here at uh, Channel 19, they they still do a, a newscast and and, and uh, other other programs, but I think uh, you really realized the opportunity that you had here to say, I've got an entire TV studio, willing people that are ready to help, and literally a channel on television that I can put whatever I want on, and you really took advantage of that. Um, why why was that important to you, and why do you think other students should should have their own TV show? Well, and, and I do quickly want to say, I think because we were able to do that, I think that really just speaks to the leadership of John Williams Absolutely. because he was very much, uh, he wouldn't let us just do anything. Anything that we wanted to do, we had to talk to him about mm -hmm. it, but he would always say, sure, try it. Like, it, I can't think of a time that he told me no. And the really cool thing, if it worked, he was excited. And if it didn't work, I would have to go back to him and be like, okay, so that didn't work. And yeah. he would say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it would. <laughs> I wanted to let you try. Yeah. So he was really good about letting us lead. And, and he would never say, well, this is going on on campus, and I need you to, they want you to have this guest on. You know, it, he would always say, that would be a good idea, but you need to talk to, to Jonathan Lawson and see if they can get you on. He, he always let it be our thing. Um, and I really, that's probably the sad thing. I really miss Patriot Talk. I had so much fun with it. And there are probably times that I, that I spent more time writing a script for Patriot Talk than I did papers and classes, which probably was not the best. But uh, You got your degree. That's true. I got my degree. Um, but I, it's really sad because I had hoped that, and when I left after the GA position, I thought that there were there was a process in place so that Patriot Talk could keep going right. on. So it's really sad to me that, it, that it's not still going on. Any chance of an alumni reunion down the road? Oh, I would love that. I haven't thought about it. But, you know, Wheeler County Inside is, is the perfect yeah. avenue. Uh, Courtney Hodges and I, we 
you know, still hang out. She mm-hmm. lives in Atlanta now, but she's one of my close-knit friends, one of my best friends ever, so we still see each other quite a bit. I've talked to Jennifer Roberts a few times, but that's... I might get the wheels turning on that, Jeremy. Yeah, well, you, should, you should do that. And uh, <laughs> uh, just give me some credit in the credits at the end. Oh, absolutely. Not really. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that would be a good idea. You know, we've got uh, Homecoming. It wouldn't have to be during Homecoming week, though. And then they could even still air it yeah. on, on uh, Channel 19. So there's there's an idea for you. Um, one other thing that, that I wanted to ask you before we kind of switch gears a little bit, um, obviously, I think if, if you're uh, a fan of this show, God bless you. Uh, but second of all, uh, one of the things uh, that uh, I, I really aspire to do is, is just talk to interesting people and, and ask them worthwhile questions. Uh, and as somebody who's conducted hundreds of interviews uh, in your day, again, not making it sound like an old person, but you have conducted hundreds of interviews. Um, what uh, what tips would you give? Uh, maybe uh, an aspiring interviewer uh, tips for for having a successful interview oh that's i can do that of course radio interviews i never did that so i don't know it might be different for you but pretty much the same only you don't have to dress nice <laughs> that's as you can true. tell by looking at which me. is really nice but anytime that i'm going to be interviewing a guest i always tell them beforehand please do not answer yes or no because mm-hmm. that if you got a five minute segment that will kill it faster than anything if they just say yes or no and that's awful Uh, also you need to think ahead because that's a really and you probably learned this doing this show sometimes it's really hard listening to the answer because you have to listen to the answer because you may need to do a follow-up question and thinking of your next question you have to learn to do that at the same time yeah Uh, and that's not easily done but i would just say the main thing is never ask a yes or no question, always do open-ended questions. Because then they can give you a really long answer, really short answer. Right. And, inter- and, lo- and interviewing, long answer is always better than short mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. And also, if you can get in a follow-up question, that's always good. And try to think from the viewer's perspective. Uh, if you hear them mention something that you don't know what it is or what it means then the viewers may not know. So always, even if it's a simple question, well, what does that mean or what do you mean by that? You know, that's always good to think of, uh, to always think of the viewer and not necessarily just as yourself as the interviewer. Clarity. Yes, clarity. Clarity matters. Um, and then the last thing I want to ask you, which is, is uh, uh, maybe not the best follow-up question, if I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> but something I forgot to, to ask you earlier. You, you've obviously been able to, to find kind of a following uh, with your interviews uh, with, with uh, Whitley County Culture in particular. And um, uh, your your first episode uh, of Whitley County Culture got, got 100 views in like 24 hours. That's that's pretty good considering it's, it's a local interview uh, and a lot of local people. And I guess have you been surprised by kind of the reaction? Because I think for something that launched a couple months ago, yeah. it's probably was- successful. I was grateful, and we still, uh, just a plug, we still would like some more likes on that, on the Willow County Insight Facebook page. But as far as the success of those likes, look, I never look, I never want to take credit for that. I don't think that that really has anything to do with me. Uh, it may just be the timing of when it was posted. Uh, Rebecca Parton may have a huge following, you know, hmm. and she shared that, and it was shared on their page, so that may have gotten a lot of likes. I never want to think that that was all because because of me, you know. How humble of you. How <laughs> humble of you. Uh, and again, people can visit Facebook.com slash Whitley County Insight and, and find the page there. Or obviously, you can type Whitley County Insight in the search bar. And you can be, if you do it right at this exact moment, the 128th person to like Whitley County Insight. So we'd encourage you to do that right now. Uh, Jonathan, uh, we're going to take a, another quick break. When we 
get back, we'll do the 20 questions round right. here on the big interview show. You're listening to WCCR 94.5, The Crossroads. Listening to the big interview show with me, Jeremiah, right here on WCCR. We're playing more music with more variety, and we play no commercials, and we also have talk shows. Joined today by Jonathan Lawson of Whitley County Insight. Jonathan, I know you quite a bit. I think you will always be locked into my memory, and I guess I should explain that because I have no idea who I sat beside at graduation. I have no idea who was in the row in front of me. But I remember when you walk out uh, for for we walked out in graduation, and uh, I guess that was what two thousand five. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and you walk out with somebody and, you know, your parents are waving and that kind of stuff. You, you were the person beside me. So uh, that's a very cool memory that I'll always have. Awesome. So so um, that has nothing to do with what I was going to ask. But uh, uh, it's my pleasure, I guess, to transition into this to know more <laughs> about you since right. I'm always going to remember you. So these 20 questions go all across the board, a uh, wide range of topics. And uh, if, if you've listened to the any of the 11 shows I've had uh, before this one, you know that each guest answers these same 20 questions. So uh, if there's one that stumps you, uh, you're probably not the first one that's uh, thrown by it. Are you ready for the, the ready. speed round? I'm okay, ready. let's do it. Uh, answer as long or short as you want, like okay. I said. Uh, the first question, uh, a very revealing one. What is the latest book or movie that made you cry? That is not a hard one. The the, <laughs> the last Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Cried like a baby. <laughs> not, even, not even ashamed to admit it. And maybe you got a little teary-eyed um, in, the, um, in the movie as well. Okay. Um, were you one of those people that, that bought the book like at, at midnight and, and stayed up reading the last Harry Potter book, or was it later on when you when you finished it? I'm not a speed reader. Like I like to take my time with the book because you get attached and then you miss them, especially Harry Potter because you knew, know those characters for so many previous <sighs> yeah. books. Now the sixth book, just to interrupt, the sixth book. I was in England when it came out, studying abroad. Ah. Uh, I didn't How buy cool. the version there. I know, but because the wording is kind of different, you know. There's the American version, mm-hmm. British version, as far as slang and that kind of thing. So I bought, I paid thirty dollars for one in the airport when I landed in Chicago. Read it on the plane, and when, and when I came back, a lot of times when people come back from abroad, I don't know how, but they end up getting sick. I don't know what it was, but I, I could not come into work. So I read that one in two days, but the rest I drug out, especially that last, the seventh one, I purposely drug that out as long as I could. Because you knew it was the last one. There's yeah. no more Harry Potter yeah. after that. And I wouldn't be mad at her if she wrote another one, just saying. Because she keeps hitting. Yeah. That, that, the ending, the, the epilogue or whatever, I could do without it. I could do without it. And and have you seen where she's kind of drawn out this family tree and so and so has kids with so and so? I forget was some on maybe it was on a special feature of one of the the uh, Blu-ray releases where she said, okay, well, well, this person, this person, they get married and they have these kids and they're named this and then these. I don't know. I think she's going to have trouble stopping. Yeah. Based on things she's saying during interviews. So so maybe Harry Potter could make you cry one more time. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, 
What fictional character is most like you? That's a hard one. I don't know that I've ever seen or read a character that I was like, man, that is me to a T. I think there's a little bit of uh, Ross Geller from Friends inside, <laughs> inside me. Not like the nerd part, but he's just like a worrier. He's always just worries about small things and gets a bit out of shape, and that's definitely me. Uh, so let's go with Ross Geller. I like not, that. not entirely, but. I, I can see it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. The greatest album ever in your opinion is oh this is going to be embarrassing I almost picked that umbop that you were playing when I, when I came in it's, hi, it's high quality that was that took me back to 7th grade on the bus that would always play in the mornings um that I don't know like a cool bus I just want to say yeah it was a cool bus we I really like Gavin McGraw Chariot because it came out at a, at a particular point and me and Courtney Hodges would just jam to that all the time. But I also have to say, and I, and I cannot believe I'm going to admit this on the radio, but I'm just going to do it because it was not cool at the time. The NSYNC No Strings Attached album. When that thing came out, we bought it. I was in RTC and we bought it and would listen to it after school. And at the time, I thought, this is my life. That album is playing out my life. Now that I'm older, I realize how ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> but at the time, I was greatly impacted. <laughs> You're really connected with it. You know, I, and I, embarrassing to admit. You know, maybe this is embarrassing too, but I read a, a, um, a piece, at, I think it was at Pop Matters, um, that argued that that was a much better album than, than we give it credit for because we look back and just say, boy bands, ha, 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 ha. Well, but... Really? If you remember TRL, you come off from school. Doesn't? Yeah. Uh, and that and that's when the, the first flat screen I ever saw that would be there by Carson Day would look so cool. I never you realized could, that, but yeah. That's you could never own one of those in your home. Look how cool that TV is. And it would be just back and forth between NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and, and that um, Ba 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 would come on. And it was just a catchy song. And it was like months before the album. Mm-hmm. And who would have thought, by the way, that that curly-haired kid would still be making... Phenomenal albums. I don't a know. A decade later. That's I'm a little crazy. mad at him, though. I mean, would it kill him to do a reunion album? I mean... Because everybody else is come on, Justin. the bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars, if you had to pick? Star Wars. Any Which I'd never seen before college, by really? the way. Really? Uh, T.J. Shawtower was my roommate sophomore year, and he insisted that I watch them. We watched them on VHS. Yes. Uh, just... That's the way to do it, though. Those, those original versions before George tampered with them. Um, any particular reason why you like Star Wars movies? I just could. No, I like the Star Trek movies, the newer yeah. ones. But as far as the older stuff, I just really couldn't make myself care about it. Mm -hmm. Switching gears here, what is one way that we can make a positive difference in the world? That's a tough one. I could just say recycle. Uh, probably something that. That is important to me. I'm very political, so I just voting, I think, is so important. Mm -hmm. And not just going and voting, but being an informed voter. Not just, you know, vote for who you hear people talk about, or, but actually research. Because I think this whole country, and I'm not going to get too in-depth in it, but like, I think so many people just get so fired up about two or three hot-button issues that most of the time don't even affect most of our lives, and they go and vote based on that. Mm -hmm. I just would like for them to do more research and go and be an informed voter and know what you're voting for when you vote. I think, I think that would be a great way to improve all of our lives. Well said. What's something that most people don't know about you, Jonathan Lawson? That's a tough one. I... I'll say this. I, maybe some people know. It was canceled in 2009, but my whole entire childhood, 
Guiding light, that soap opera, like, that was my guilty pre- guilty pleasure, and I was so sad when it was canceled. I would watch it with my grandmother, and I, sometimes I still watch it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, this got, took a very revealing turn right now. Um, you know, that, that was the that was the soap my grandma watched, too, though. I wrote um, a paper about it, I think, in Concrete for Marion Worthington. How'd you do? And Well, I could not write, Concrete was just an awful class for me. It was just hard. I just could not get it, despite what a great teacher Miss Worthington is. But I just, it was just awful. And she, but she, I think, may have been a Godlot fan. She put a note on there, something about, because I was a Reva fan, and I think <laughs> the note said something about, um, you can have Reva. And she mentioned something about Billy Lewis, who's another character or something. That was kind of cool that she put on there. I still have that paper somewhere. <laughs> Um, so, so this question is about guiding light. It's not one of my twenty, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> when it when it wraps, I think you said in two thousand nine. Did they kind of find a way to kind of close the story, or was it kind of canceled before they knew it was coming back? Who thought we were going to be sitting here talking about guiding light, which is a topic I, I, I was, could, I was I could, hoping I could talk about for days, just to be honest. They had done, like, two years before they, because soap operas are just a dying art because they cost so much and nobody's watching them. So they had redone everything to make it cheaper, and it really was awful. So the last, like, two years of it was completely awful and cheap and shoddy, and it just, they really should have canceled it long before. Mm. Uh, But it got canceled, and then they wrapped it up in two months, but they never really started writing like it was canceled, and they just, like, wrapped it all up in one episode, which I would have done differently. But how do you end a show that's been on for 72 years, you know? Counting radio and TV. Hard, hard to, to satisfy <laughs> everybody in that last hour, um, for sure. Um, let's let's uh, move from from guiding light to Jesus. Now. If we must, yes. Uh, quite a transition. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think about Jesus' claims to be the way, the truth, and the life? Well, I I don't claim to be a biblical scholar by any means, but I just think it just boils down. And I and I knew that you were going to ask me about about that chapter so mm-hmm. i went back and read it last night just you know to be informed yeah um and i just think it boils down to simply just believing and following i mean if i had to if i had to, to dumb it down for lack of a better term i mean that's that's what i would say okay how do you relieve stress how do you deal with stress man i am the kind of person like i just get stressed so easily like i feel like i say stress sometimes uh and I think where I just grew up kind of out in the country, mm-hmm. like a walk in the woods, I just love. A lot of times my mom's house is kind of up above mine on this hill, but you kind of have to go up through some woods and this like back little gravel road that nobody uses. And a lot of times I'll just walk that, you know, in the evenings and it's it's kind of cool and makes me feel better. Yeah. Lame yeah. answer, but no, that's all I got. But, you know, <laughs> there's something about you kind of being out in nature that yeah. kind of helps you reconnect there really is. and stuff like that. Um, knowing that other accomplishments will come later on, sir, uh, as of right now, what accomplishment are you the most proud of? It's really tough because I don't, I don't know that. I mean, there's a lot of things that I could throw out. I, like, I'm really proud of, of the fun that we did on Patriot Talk. Um, I'm the first-generation college student in my family. Me too. Uh, I'm proud of that. I come from a huge family, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm proud to be a part of my family. That's, I guess, a, an accomplishment. But as far as one thing, I don't, I don't think I have it yet. Not that I don't have accomplishments, but I guess I'm just waiting for the biggie. <laughs> okay. Um, when all is said and done, what would you want to be remembered for? Just for being awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. 
That's a tough one. I like that answer just for being <laughs> awesome. Because, you know, a lot of people, and I think they're sincere and, and being honest, they're like, oh, who wouldn't want to be remembered? I don't know. Honest? I mean, everybody wants to be remembered as, as a good person, but yeah. but who says after somebody passes away, they were just awful? <laughs> right. That was just the right. worst, awful, you know? Yeah. <laughs> who that, says that? Yeah. I mean, I guess somebody does, but, but not very loud <laughs> and not in public, you know? Um, of those who've come before you, who are the most inspirational? In other words, who are some of your heroes? Uh, most of those will probably come from my family. I come from a, a huge family, my mom's family. She has, um, there were 14 of them, 32 wow. first cousins, and we just keep going uh, up in Mud Creek. My uncle, Led, is a huge inspiration for me. Uh, he's he's a little older, and, and he, oh, when he was young, had to grow up a lot faster than he needed to be just to support the family. Mm. Uh, he's a huge inspiration. My grandmother, just to be able to keep a huge family like that together and, and some of the things that, that she had to go through. Uh, my grandfather was an alcoholic. Um, and she literally, like they always tell the story, she had to come home from the, she had tuberculosis. I think it was back in the 60s, uh, maybe before. But she had to come home a month early from her treatment because there was no food in the house. So my Aunt Carolyn wrote her and said, you're going to have to come home. So she had to come home. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and she was not healed. Just, uh, just her character. Wow. Uh, just sounds is amazing, like amazing to me. Yeah, sounds like yeah. an amazing, strong woman. Yeah, there's a story there. That probably would be a dream interview. I don't know if she's up for it or able at this point, but that would be a really good interview. But my Uncle Ed, my, my grandmother, call her Mama, uh, and some other family. My dad's a hard worker. I mean, he's an inspiration. Just people like that. Hmm. Do you have any hidden talents that uh, you could tell our radio listeners about? None, to be honest. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I'm awful. I'm probably the worst singer ever. I can't juggle. I'm not good at anything, Jeremiah. That's that's a lie. <laughs> you're keeping it hidden. You're, maybe maybe you're a really good dancer. Who knows? No. <laughs> I'll, no. I'll just keep throwing stuff. <laughs> and out I'm there. not even being modest. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, we'll think of something. Yeah. Um, what creative masterpiece do you wish bore your signature? Blank by Jonathan Lawson. What do you well, put in the blank? I don't know if you would call it a masterpiece, but I wish the iPhone had my signature. I wouldn't mind having some of that money. And like your face instead of the yeah. Apple on each one? You instead know? of like letting people change the background, it would just be my face. That way yeah. you don't need a signature. Like there's just a face. It could be like no. the J phone. We could, would we it be could nice totally to have the money from, from that though? Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You can dream. Yeah. What is the best thing that you've ever bought, stole, or borrowed? That's a tough one. I've never stolen anything because my grandmother raised me right. She'll be glad to know that. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, and this is going to be such a simple answer, but when I was doing Patriot Talk, my roommate Adam Kilchman had this black blazer that I loved to wear on the show. I don't know why he didn't give it to me. It looked much better <laughs> on me. Just kidding, Adam. But I've, I've borrowed that a lot, sometimes without even asking. I wore it a lot on the show. Uh, so I'd have to say that. And also, Harry Potter, when I came to college and that movie first came out, I was like, that is a, who would want to read anything like that? And now I love them because Lisa Bartram loaned me the book. So <laughs> shout out to Lisa Bartram. Yeah, yeah. She has <laughs> a tremendous influence. I she think, does. You know? Because I think you got to trust her taste. You know, for the longest time, she's like, you got to watch Buffy. And I'm like, it's it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They just sounded like the farthest thing from what I wanted to watch. But and she Lisa was right. has good taste. Now, I, she's not always right. 
because she'll get the big head, but she she knows what she's talking about yeah, a lot of yeah, times. she does. She does. <laughs> no denying that. Uh, besides water, sir, what food or drink is most essential to your life? Hands down, a Mountain Dew and a Little Debbie Cake. Is it a certain Little Debbie Cake, by the way? Is it like a well, Swiss roll or a, a it varies. cream pie? It varies. Lately, it's been Star Crunch, <laughs> but it just varies. If I'm having a bad day, give me a Mountain Dew, a Little Debbie Cake. I'll go through my walk in the woods. <laughs> it feels so much better. <laughs> Instant release. That should be like a, a commercial. Here's your prescription. Um, if you got the chance, this is the, the political question, and you mentioned you uh, were really interested in politics earlier. If you got the chance to sit down maybe one-on-one, uh, what would you want to say to the leader of your country? Oh, man. Now, these are my own views. I Absolutely. just want to say that. Absolutely. I would probably feel obligated to apologize for Kentucky <laughs> senators. <laughs> just, just to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any particular reason why? Let's dig uh, deeper. I just, I'm just not a fan. I don't know what I can say. I just feel like, I'll just say it. I feel like Mitch McConnell, I to me, I know here that this is not a popular opinion, but I just feel like, and I know our president is not perfect by any means, a lot of mistakes, but I just feel like, and it's done on both sides, not just Republicans, mm-hmm. Democrats, but Washington in general. They spend so much time blocking each other, and you know, a lot doesn't get accomplished. Yeah, and I just think that I think he's a ringleader in that to me, and I know people would disagree, and I feel like Rand Paul is just trying to run for president. <laughs> I think he just goes out and looks for microphones and cameras. He'd probably come and do Whitley County Inside if we ask him. Maybe you should. You know, I'm I'm all about open political. I don't think I could interview him. <laughs> I would have Melissa and Amber do it. <laughs> there you go. You can uh, try to be quiet behind the camera. Um, you kind of answered this a little bit earlier, but but what's the best thing about living where you live? I really, just in general, really cool, because I lived in Knoxville for a year, which I really like, and I, and I plan on doing that again at some time, and I've recently applied for jobs down there and stuff, because there's things to do, but there's just something about living in a small town. When I was in Knoxville, a lot of times you just feel a disconnect, because mm-hmm. when you grow up in yeah. a small place, and you, like, there's a country song, everybody dies famous in a small town, and and, it kind, and that it's, it's really true. is the yeah. truth, and it, or the truth, and it's really cool being rec- going to Walmart and you always you never go to Walmart and not see somebody that you know and you really miss that when you move away and you don't and you don't have that and there's just a real disconnect that you feel because you don't you don't easily find that sense of community yeah and, and that's what I really like about living around here because when you're a kid you think that you hate it but you really yeah. don't I mean I, there are some things that, that I don't love but for the most part I just really like that, that it's easy to feel connected in a small town well said what are you working on now? What dreams or goals are you chasing in your life? Well, obviously I would like to become a classroom teacher, which I guess is probably going to be on hold for another year since the school year has just started. Uh, unless you are an administrator who's listening to the show right now, contact Jonathan yeah. Lawson. I have a We're Facebook page. Um, somebody will give me my cell phone number. Yeah. Contact me. For Call real. me right For now. Real. I'll leave the radio show early. Our phone number here in the studio <laughs> is 606-539-4532. Now, that's the dream. And just spend yeah, my free yeah, time yeah, yeah. on Whitley County Insight and subbing. I really like subbing. 
most of the time we get called at Boston, and, and and those that's where I'm from, and I know those kids and their cool. those families, and you just get really attached to those kids, and you want to see them succeed. Uh, and even though I'm not there every day, just being there a couple times a week, and I've been doing that a couple of years now as far as student teaching and subbing, and you see them from year to year change. It's, it's really cool, and I can't wait to see that as a teacher that's in the classroom with them every single day. I think I think that's a, a really good sign, by the way, that 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 you are going to be a good teacher because you love subbing. I worked briefly as a sub uh, when I lived in Knoxville, and uh, th- that that uh, age group was was not particularly for me. But uh, that's cool <laughs> that that you love subbing so much, and, yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I think that you'll you'll find a teaching job soon, and, and those students will be better for it. Well, thank you. Last question, question twenty. All right. On the 20 questions round. What is the best piece of advice that you have actually followed? The best piece of advice that you can, that I have followed, uh, probably two. I told you that I worry a lot. And one thing with subbing, it's not consistent. So I worry a lot about money the last year. And my mom, my mom just kind of mentioned, you know, it's just money. Mm. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to throw you in jail for it. It's just money. But probably a better answer. I mentioned junior ROTC earlier. And Sergeant Powers, Sterling Powers, was one of the Army instructors, a huge role model for me. Mm-hmm. And he, and it, it's really simple advice, but he just said, uh, one day he's like, you know, you're a lot like me. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just going to blow smoke rings and figure it out. <laughs> and that's, and a lot of times you just have to do that. You just kind of have to dig in and learn as you go, which, which is important. And that's it. And I've, and I've never forgotten him saying that to me. Hmm. I like that like that. Uh, Jonathan, anything else you, you want to add today before we close? No, just remember to go and like the Willow County Insight page uh, and keep watching those videos. Uh, if you're an administrator, give me a call. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's it. Well, thanks so much again for being on the show. I had a great time with you today. So much fun. Have me back sometime. We'll do. We'll do. And we'll talk more about uh, some things that you got going on with Insight. All right. I also want to be sure and pause and take a moment for... Uh, just a chance to, to thank our listeners uh, that have been a part of this show this summer and to thank uh, not just Jonathan, but all other, uh, all the in total 12 guests that have been on the show. Uh, my sincerest hope is that the big interview show will continue uh, at some point and we'll be back on the airwaves in September. But uh, again, the best way to find out uh, what's going on with this show is to like the big interview show on Facebook. And I'll try to update you uh, when slash if the show is returning. And uh, as always, I thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great day today. Be sure and uh, visit the Big Interview Show on iTunes and download any episodes that you might have missed. And stay tuned to WCCR 94.5 The Crossroads. More music is coming up. You're listening to the Big Interview Show.